podcast, Cinderella Chats. I'm your host, Cinderella Field. Yes, that's really my name. Along with your co-host, Sandy Hunter. We are so excited to be here to share some insight about life, love, and relationships. So let's get to it. Hey, Sandy. Good morning. How are you? Well, I'm here. I feel you. Happy to be here. Feeling a lot better than last week. Right. And should we talk about why, you know, apologize to the people that listen to us and subscribe to us. And by the way, since we're talking about subscribing, please hit the subscribe button so that we know you're out there and join in with the conversation. Seriously, we want to hear from you. We don't know everything. So, and we want to know what you want to hear about, by the way. Oh yeah, that would be great. And knowing everything was last week was kind of a blur. Um, Having throat issues and my husband having a slight heart attack they think he goes next week to the cardiologist and then having issues with my mom and her cancer last week was very trying. So many apologies to those listening for being not in your presence last week, rough week, but on to bigger and better things. And I just didn't want to try to do it without my Sandy. (laughs) Plus I had back issues and worked 52 hours in a row. (laughs) So I'm like, uh, no. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Well, I think we were, um, we've covered a bunch of interesting topics, but coming in this morning, you were telling me about something that got it put on your heart about change. Yes. Expound. Tell me what your thoughts are. Well, the first thing I did is. I wrote about it, you know, and so this is what I said. Change happens whether we like it or not. It's in constant motion, dot, dot, dot. Change is a reminder that we're not in control. We cannot control the weather. We cannot control traffic or the way others drive. We can't control whether people like us, love us, or otherwise. We cannot control who we are related to. <laughs> oh, I wish I could. <laughs> oh, others' thoughts. We can't control others' beliefs, their choices, their actions, their feelings, their sins, the past. As a matter of fact, try to change that. That won't happen. The passing of time we cannot change. When we die, we cannot change that. That was determined before we were ever born. When others die, same thing. That was determined before they were born. We cannot change the future, nor can we. One thing for sure, we cannot change God. God is today what he was yesterday, and he will be tomorrow. Thank goodness for that. But it seems like a lot of people want to change God. Yes. Right? Why? Why not? They want to do what they want to do. What makes them feel good? That's the society and culture that we live in today. For the moment, you know, until they don't anymore. Why? That's a hard one. You'd have to ask them. 
in my experience, until they see or feel the result of the change that they created, because change can be created in real time and realize that something really has changed. That can be a good thing or a bad thing, but one thing for sure, it will change you and those closest to you. Wow. Mm -hmm. Good word. Good word. Thank you. It was just on my heart with all the things that honestly you've been going through and then just watching everything that is going on. You know, the last time we talked, we talked about Israel Mm -hmm. and where are we today? I mean, really when it comes to that kind of stuff and we can't change that. I mean, whatever eventually happens, you know, in times we've always been living in end times, but are we closer now than ever? Oh, I believe so. I was, um, sitting and uh, watching, which I don't do. I, you know, I'm not a person that sticks my head in the sand, but I'm not a big media watcher because I feel that certain media giants basically play things out. They want the way they want that. It's not necessarily the truth. So there's a few certain stations that I will listen to And listening last night, which is a rarity, like I said, I was just completely shocked about a university, which I won't mention the name, but there were some um, Jewish kids that were trapped in a library by some um, rioting Palestinian backers that were all about Hamas and had him trapped in the library. I'm, I'm telling you. Are you serious? Yes. No, I didn't see that. I saw the mass murders that went on in Maine last night. Did you yeah, hear about yeah, that? Yeah, the 20, That's I crazy. think it's up to like 24 dead now and 30 wounded. But anyway, yes, they had to have the campus police and the city police come in, get everybody out of the library and get these kids out safely. It's the craziest thing I ever seen. I, I'm all about freedom of speech because I believe that's what our country was built on. I believe that's one of the main reasons why our forefathers moved here and set up the way, the thing that they did and the church, the separation of church and state. I, I believe in all of that. But to me, there's a fine line when you're watching an American media station and you have Hamas signs by hundreds and hundreds of kids that are pro, just protesting hate. I don't, I don't understand that. Now, I know they can go back and say, well, Israel has done this in the past and that and that in the past, but they don't, what they're not understanding is they provoked it. They came in and slaughtered what, almost 2,000 people right off the bat. They dropped from parachutes from the sky with guns on their back. And some of the videos that kids were at that music fest were showing up in the sky. They were laughing, thinking that this was part of the, of the show. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, these guys hit the ground 
They de-parachute and take off running at them and shooting with guns mm-hmm. and then holding all these kids hostages. I, I mean, this was like, I tell my daughter, I was like, this was like Red Dawn. Remember that old eighties movie called Red Dawn where they came into the United States and did that? I was having flashbacks from that movie. I thought, I've never in my life seen anything that crazy. But talk about change. Yeah. You talk about on change. On a dime. I mean, in a moment. Yeah. A change in a moment's time. These young kids went from having a great day to now some of them are still held hostage. They have no idea where they're at. And some of them have are gone. dead. Yes. It's awful. You know, to me, fighting in war is awful period for either side or whoever's involved. But, you know, Aaron and I were talking the other night and he said, you know, this fighting in the Holy lands has been going on biblical time. I mean, this is, it's never stopped. Well, but why? And this is what the young people don't understand today. This goes back to the book of Genesis. Sure. It has to do with Sarah and Abraham, mm-hmm. right? And Hagar. Mm-hmm. Hagar's Amen. lineage. Yeah. Isaac and Ishmael. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people that do know about that part of it say, will Isaac and Ishmael ever get along? Well, when people go against what God wants them to do and goes ahead of God, right? you know, like Sarah inviting Hagar in, I mean, for God's sakes, I mean, really? That was just lack of patience. Exactly. Yeah. Lack of patience. I mean, be still and know I'm God and wait on me. Right. But that's not what we do, do we? No, not Not even. I mean, oh, I'm guilty of it every, every day. You know, we get up every morning and we have a choice all day long. Life is about choices. And with every choice comes a consequence. You get out of the floor. The old saying, before your feet even touch the floor, you need to pray and pray over your day, pray over your kids, pray over your family, friends, whatever, before they even touch the floor, because Satan is just waiting. And after you. I mean, that's the truth, especially Mm -hmm. if your heart, mind, and soul is about doing God's work, you better believe he's going to be on your tail, sister. Yeah. And, and, and. You know, I've had several people since all this stuff has been happening in Israel and even the stuff that was happening in Russia um, say to us, because, you know, me and my husband were pastors for quite some time. um, Do you really believe that this is the end times? And I'm going to be quite honest with you. I know my grandparents, my grandparents, grandparents. I mean, I know they've probably been saying and looking to the sky for year after year after year saying it's the end times coming, but I've never seen so many things come into fruition that revelations talks about Mm -hmm. and including the end of it, where it says, do not add to or take away from my word. So how many versions of the Bible do we have now? Oh, a bunch. Can't even begin. And you and I've talked about this before, you know, King James, he was a really awful ruler. And whenever he had the scrolls transcribed into his version of the Bible, it was mandated that every household have a Bible and it had to be the King James version. 
Well, and growing up, the majority of us, that's what we learned the word on. But you and I have talked before, you know, just one word that wasn't translated right or correctly could change the whole meaning of a passage. Oh, absolutely. And if they don't read what the entire chapter says, or maybe the entire book, it depends on like, for example, Matthew or Mark or, Mm -hmm. you know, Luke, any of those. I mean, they had an intention when they started writing their book, Mm -hmm. you know, correctly. And And they all have similar stories, but just from a different perspective. And to me, that's great because that even to me, even proves further the truthfulness in God's word. But, you know, with this, so many things changing now, like I told you the other day, it's just almost like Christianity has just been watered down. Oh my gosh, it's been more than watered down. And the word of grace, I mean, please, it's kind of like, it it is so overused in the word love. I mean, really? I mean, do people really know who God is? Who is God? Is he... Always nice? No. Does he get does he say that he's a jealous God? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Does he say that he wants us to be obedient to him? Surely. Does he say that he's an angry God if we, you know, provoke him? Can be, absolutely. Oh yes. Does he all you say, have to look at all you have to look yeah. at is the old testament. I mean, think okay, Sandy, don't turn around or you're gonna be a pillar of salt. Do not look back at the city I've just destroyed. Mm-hmm. Okay, that is telling me don't turn around. Well, I would be just like Lot's wife because I am curious by nature. I would probably be a big pillar. So I'd be trying to look over my shoulder at what's happening. God, you know, even back then, he had some pretty strict rules. You know, don't touch. He still does. Right. Don't touch the Ark of the Covenant. Well, the poor little priest, the covenant was falling. He reached down, he touched it, and guess what? He was dead. So I praise the Lord for Christ who came and died for our sins. And because I just I just don't think my existence would have been very long back in the Old Testament. So I get the grace. I do. And I thank God for grace, for Christ. Grace saving. and mercy. However, yes. however, however, I think that... There is, and some people don't believe this. They're like once saved, always saved, um, saved by grace. And almost like it's a grace card. And it says, well, I can do whatever I want. I can act however I want. No. Um, because I have this grace card over here that I can play kind of like your get out of jail free card, you know, your monopoly, get out of jail free card. It's almost like that's only a game. I know, but it's (laughs) almost like people carry this little grace card around and say, Hey, I can play this card anytime I want if I'm being bad. Well, then I have to question their salvation to begin with. Yes, because if you are saved, what does what what does that mean? That means that you you're living Christ-like and you're doing the things that God wants expects of you, and you're living, you have some moral values, you have a a guideline for your life to go by. So there's a change. Yes. There's a change in your mind and your spirit and your heart. And it is the desire to do Mm -hmm. what God wants you to do. I mean, come on, let's think about this change for a second. He gives us grace and mercy. 
And then we're going to poo-poo on him and say, oh, no, but I'm going to still do what I want to do. He also calls us to be righteous mm-hmm. and holy like him. Well, does holy mean going out and, you know, if you're married, going out and having sex with someone you're not married to or murdering a bunch of people like happened in Maine right. last night? Mm-hmm. I mean, seriously. It's crazy. Paul, what has changed in you if you continue absolutely. to do crazy stuff like that? Because Paul talks to us in, I think, oh, Ephesians 4, 17 through 19, the changes, what happens to you when you accept Christ? Number one, the change life begins by becoming to know Christ personally. You accept Christ. At mm-hmm. that point in time, you get to know him personally. And then it goes on, the change life begins when you hear Christ. When you hear his voice, you understand what he has in store for you and what he expects, the expectations that he has for you. Um, And then you go on. And third, the change life begins when you are taught in Christ, which means... To be in uh, his word. To be a Christian, faithful in Jesus Christ. Yeah. To where you seek after him, Mm -hmm. you chase him. You learn about him. You you learn about Talk his ways. To him. Yes. Um, and then fourth, the change life begins when you know the truth that is in Jesus. Okay. The truth. Okay. Truth. That's a whole nother subject, right? Yes. Yes. Just the truth in Jesus. You can't okay. change the truth. Right. Yeah. The truth of salvation is only in Christ. And some people want to look at things and start molding things to kind of obtain their own truth. Well, and to fit their feelings. Yeah, justify their behavior. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, there are so many things. Uh, Change requires putting off the old man, which means to me, when you make that change and you've stepped to Christ, the things you used to do in the past, you no longer do. Correct. You no longer do because you're putting off that old man who you used to be Mm -hmm. and the new man follows the way of the Lord. So there's, there's so many things that come with change Mm -hmm. and I believe your fruits, the things that you reap are come from the decisions you make and the consequences that you get from those decisions. So yes, change is inevitable and we're changing every single minute of the day, I believe. And that's just, let me put a little disclaimer at that. that that's just my belief. So that's her opinion. That's her belief my opinion based upon yes, the based, truth and word of God. Yes. Based upon that. Um, I think there's some changes that need to happen. There's some changes in our country that need to happen. We could go on a tangent roll for hours about things that need to change. Oh, absolutely. Are there things that you want to change about your children? I would. I love my children. There are some habits they have that they learn from their parents that I would like to change. Because children are. So that means you need to change yourself. Right, right. Absolutely. (laughs) Children are a product of their environment. And I think people forget that. I think they really forget about in the family and in the family unit um, when mom and dad are constantly fighting and they're, they're hearing all this negativity all the time. Um, one or both parents are acting out 
of character and doing things that go against what God has planned for them, an eruption happens and it starts spilling over and it, the kids pick up on it. I mean, they can't help to be touched by it, whether they're young or old. Little ones understand a lot more than people give them credit. Oh my gosh. My grandchildren? Yeah, they're sponges. Whoa, they're so smart. Yeah. It's just like, where did they learn that? I'm talking about even the three-year-old. You know what he did the other day? I went to pick him up. I called Lisa and I said, hey, can I cut? It was 445. (laughs) I shouldn't have done this, but I'm a Grammy, so I can spoil them and then take them, sugar them up and take them back home. Right. So that's what I did. I said, can I come get the boys and take them for an ice cream? And she said, do you know what time it is? I said, this is your mother. Of course I know what time it is. Um, really? Okay. So anyway, I went and picked them up, right? We went to Brahms, got our ice cream and we went to get in the car and the little one, three years old. Oh, he's so stinking cute. He just turned three in September on the booster seat because that's the only thing I had in the car. The other ones are big enough not to have a booster seat anymore. Okay. He knew exactly where that cup holder was that he needed to pull out. He is so structured and so cool. He pulled that little puppy out and he put his cup of ice cream. He said, chocolate goes here. Wow. And I was like, oh my gosh, I just love you so much. (laughs) Yeah. But that, that, that just is, it's a top behavior. Yeah. So they pick up on a lot more things now than we ever did because, okay, when we were in school, there was no preschool. No, there was no three-year-old program. No, there was none of that. There was kindergarten. We went into kindergarten and we started learning how to write our name. These kids get into kindergarten. They know how to work any phone, any tablet. They know their name. They know their alphabet. They know their colors. They can tell you what, you know, the capital of some of our states are. I mean, they're so much further advanced. They know how to count. Yes. Which in in some kids know two languages already by this. Yes. So our world is so fast paced and changing, changing at such a rate now that we can't keep up. No, we can't. I mean, seriously. My, my daughter is a prime example. My son-in-law put a deal up on Facebook about her, which I love my son-in-law. I have been blessed with good son and daughter, you know, I've just, I've just been, I couldn't ask for anything better for my daughter, but he posted something on Facebook the other night about my daughter. And I never really sat back and thought about it, but he was saying all the things that she does. Let me just read a little passage in Psalms 46 and five. He put at the very top, God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at break of day. So he's talking about how in the last four months they they've of their lives, they've had highs, lows, and all the in-betweens. The last month being the peak of the stress and worry in their lives. He's talking about him, you know, kind of being raised, pe- kind of pessimistic. A lot of negativity ran through his life. Anyway, he said, I believe everything happens for a reason. My wife has a purpose in life and a gift, and I do not think she realizes it. Now, this is him describing what he sees daily. 
She fell in love with a man who was a simple mess, had no structure, no humility, and was selfish. Most of them are. Yes. Had given up on his goals, had set out since he was a freshman in high school, had given up on himself and lost God along the way. Mm. And then he says, this woman right here, referring to my daughter, took me by the hand and straightened me up, showed me my worth, built me back into the man I wanted to be, pulled me back into church, holding my hand the entire way, watched me wealth away all the dark, all the evil, and all the mental health problems I struggled with because of the grace of God, all because of the grace of God. Without her, I would not be in the situation I am today. I believe she is the one of God's angels and was sent to rescue me. She has displayed toughness, grit, love, compassion, everything else while going through tough times. I am inspired by her to be the best version of me and to be in the now and to live and die by the now. She finds the energy, time to give everyone in her life real, true, intentional time. And I cannot be more grateful for the love of my life. Now, all of that in a nutshell shows change, yes. change in him. Yes. Just from one person showing the light of God back into his life. Mm-hmm. Now, why can't we do that in the world? Why, why, why is there, why does there have to be killing on either side? Why does there have to be fighting? Why do, why do kids have to be locked up in a library worried about whether or not somebody's going to hurt them? Why is an idiot walking down the streets and just shooting people in a bowling alley. I this well, these are it the wasn't things. just in the bowling alley. I know. I, I mean, no, that's just it was, crazy. It was that's where it started. Yes. I think it just went on. I can't wrap my brain around how things have just changed from having so many morals, having God being put first in every household. And even if you didn't, you were respectful of the people. I mean, Christians were respected. They're not respected anymore. I mean, we had morals, even the people that weren't Christians. I mean, you never even knew they weren't Christians. And even people that were homosexual, I'm sorry, I'm going to talk about it. You didn't know that. I mean, that still existed. Right. And, but people treated people with respect. And I mean, and we had morals for God's sake. Yes, absolutely. So I'm not really sure how we got from point A to point B other than the fact. Change. Change. And if you read the back of the Bible, this is all depicted. This is all all set in stone saying this is what's going to happen. Brother will turn against brother, child against parent, things that are happening Daughter against mother, yes, on a, son against father. Right. I mean, and look at where marriages are today. Yes. You know, I mean, we no longer respect the word of God. We don't. It's and and, and it's it's just disheartening almost because you and I had the conversation the other day. Okay, well, if we don't talk about things that make people feel good, light and feathery. People are going to stop listening to us. Yes. Well, you know what, Sandy? I'll be honest with you. We, you know where my heart was when we started this. Sure. Right? Mm-hmm. And am I pretty consistent when I say that I'm going to do something? Yes. Yeah. Okay. You're Especially- probably one of the most consistent people that I know. Thank you. So do you think I'm crazy? Absolutely not. Okay. So do you think that I love God with everything you have? 
Do you think that I've gotten mad at him? Absolutely. I've watched it. Right. And do you think that I've wanted to do what I'm doing? No, not at all. I know there's times that you think, why in the world am I going to be talking to people about things that are uncomfortable? I've told you. Like divorce or, you know, like what you should really do where marriage is concerned or Mm -hmm. dating is concerned. I mean, if you're dating someone and you're not married to them, for goodness sakes, don't have sex with them. I mean, seriously, this is why we are where we are. If you're married, go and communicate with your spouse. Right. And really think about just like your son-in-law did. Mm -hmm about what your wife or husband gives to you. Absolutely. And then go open the book, the word of God, the authority for us to live by, whether it's the Old Testament or the New Testament. As a matter of fact, it's even more strict. And this is what people don't understand in the New Testament than it was in the Old Testament, because you could just sacrifice an animal and be done with it. Right. I mean, come on. And then really read the word of God. I mean, like Paul, Paul talks, 1 Corinthians 7 is a great one to look at. When Paul says, he says, I say, not the Lord. Mm -hmm. That's Paul's decision. Right. Okay. And that's what Paul thinks needs to be done. But then when it says, the Lord says, that's totally different. The Lord, he said, he doesn't even say that. The Lord commands. Right. Okay. That's what God does. And he expects obedience in return for the life that he gives us. Right. Absolutely. So that's what I'm saying. We can't change that. Mm -mm. And if we do, we're open for consequences that we have no idea about in the future or even in the present that will create change in a way that we never saw coming. Absolutely. You agree with that? Oh, absolutely. I do. I absolutely agree with it. And that, and I'm not going to change what God told me to do when that person walked out this door. I told him when you stood in front of the picture and you listened to the Holy spirit, you have to be obedient. And have I liked it? Absolutely not. With okay. Er- everything that you've spoke to me about. Even him. Yeah, absolutely. Have I said the good things about oh, him? Absolutely. I miss tremendously. Yeah, absolutely. Do you think I loved him? Oh, absolutely. Do you 100%. think I still love him and will always love yes, him? That's what I'm commanded to do. That's what the Bible says. So yes. I commend you for the values that you have where God has asked you to go and the thing that he's asked you to do. I told you from the word go that this was not my intention at all. I know. But I felt led to push me and be that supporter of it. I mean, I think it's been, you've no, had you had to push me. Well, <laughs> not hard. <laughs> Encouragedly pushed you if that's encouragingly pushed you, if that's a word. Um, by the Holy Spirit, yes, by the way. You didn't yes. do it just because no, of you. No. no, I hadn't been in radio in years. I hadn't done um, that kind of, um, I, that was the first thing from my mind. But and you certainly haven't been this no honest. No, no, I haven't. And so, and not that I am. And transparent. Yes. It, it's puts you in a very vulnerable state. I don't like it. You know, so many, you know, we have so many people that are listening. So with that being said, I just want to say that change is inevitable. 
but we just need to make sure that we don't lose our roots and our footing when the wind blows the opposite direction or, or the branch takes us down a different road or points us in another way. We need to make sure that, yes, we change every day, but we just need to make sure that we fall true to our beliefs and our roots and the Father and let Him lead us in the right direction. Because you know good and well, God's changed many. Oh, He's changed me tremendously. Yes. He's given me patience and strength that I did not know that I had. Oh, yes. And to watch you from afar as one of my very good and trusted friends, I can be more impressed, I guess is a good word, um, to watch all the courage that you've had to step out of your comfort zone, because I just don't know if I could do that or not. Watch you take on the things that you take on a daily task. And I've watched God change you over the last couple of years, which has been phenomenal. Do we struggle? Absolutely. Sometimes I think people think, oh, well, Christians, you know, they just don't seem to have any problem. Let me tell you something. Oh, I get really mad sometimes, don't I? Oh, absolutely. But when... When we are a Christian, I think Satan attacks us even more. I mean, take me, for example. I, the last month has been the, probably the, one of the craziest months in my life. Absolutely. And okay. I, if there was ever a time to question God as a human being, it would be this time. If there was ever a time to feel aggravation and to feel depressed. But you know what? Because of my belief and because I was rooted, just because this change is happening, I'm able to sustain. Yes. Am I tired? Absolutely. Yes. Do I tear up and I cry? Absolutely. Because that's just a, I mean, Jesus wept. Shortest verse verse in the Bible. Jesus wept. Well, I mean, he even asked God to what? Yeah. Take this cup from me. Yes. Because he knows, he knows, he knows how he feel. But the difference is. I have hope. I have confidence in him. I know that no matter what is to come, that he has the final word about things. No matter if I tried to worry or fret, it's not going to do me any good because he knows the outcome. So I have comfort and peace knowing. I mean, God never did tell us, and I would dare someone to find me a place in the Bible that it says that God will keep us from our harms. No, he tells us, and when we walk in his name, we're going to go through trials and tribulations, and we're going to be judged, and we're going to be crucified in his name. These things are going to happen to us. The one thing he promises us, though, is that when we go through these things, he will always walk with us. He will always be right there. He will always be there to turn to he never says that he will protect us from it, but he always promises that he'll be there with us to see it through. So I have confidence in the changes that are going on around me. Do I like him necessarily? No, but do I know something good is going to come out of everything? I've, I'm a believer. So yes, I believe something's going to happen. Something good's going to come out of all the mess. So God is, in charge of change, period. And you know what? I remember 
when I started going through what I started going through almost seven years ago, it will be in March of next year. I remember the garage door shutting and it was so deafening to me because it was so, I mean, it just was so deafening. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, um, well, I didn't know if it was final or not then, but I knew for sure that something was going on because of what the Holy spirit had told me three weeks before this happened. And I sat in my chair that I sat in for 20 something years and I took a breath, counted to 10, took one again, took another breath, counted to 10. And then I heard him clearly say, be still and know I'm God. That's all he would say to me a lot of times. He continues to say that to me. And even EI 20, did you know that that was the same thing he told her when they went through what they went through? I don't doubt it. Be still and know I'm God. And it's hard. It's really hard. It's hard with those kind of changes that are happening. And does he say anywhere in the Bible, have you ever seen anywhere in the Bible that he says, I want you to be happy? No, he hasn't. Content. There's the word joy. There are things like that. But he, God doesn't say, I want you to be happy. I just want you to be happy. Because doing, being still and knowing he's God and waiting for him to change things, hmm, that's not easy. Nope. It changes you if you are obedient. So I would ask everybody out there, what do you think about change? What is changing in your life? What do you want to change? And what will you do to change? Those are great questions. Yes. So don't forget, listen to the questions. Really give us your answer to the question, the questions, or, you know, if you only want to answer one. And what's your favorite scripture? What is What scripture has God given you what that do you, you didn't like that he gave you that enabled change or created it. Oh, that's good. That's Mm -hmm. real good. And don't forget, subscribe, subscribe. And Sandy and I absolutely love being together every Tuesday. We apologize for last Tuesday. And, you know, we really, really enjoy you listening to us. Sounds great. So let's wrap this up with change and great word. Great word. Great questions. I'm going to be asking them myself. Yeah, I'm going to try to implement them myself (laughs) (laughs) because change is hard. Right. And before we continue to talk about change, until next week, this is Life, Love, and Relationships. If you enjoyed the show today, share it with your friends so they can listen in to our conversations about life, love, and relationships. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Cinderella Chats, the podcast. Don't forget to subscribe. We look forward to our Tuesdays together and know you will too.